you do definitely get that impression that they there's just a lack of a plan um you know they they came to australia and you know you know what the pictures are going to be like in australia you know they're going to be bouncier and you know that the grounds are a fair bit bigger than the the grounds that they play on but they just didn't seem to recognize that at all welcome back to cricket central the podcast where we discuss all the stories big and small here for uh, a recap of the first week of action at the world cup uh, a very entertaining dramatic and overall pretty high quality first round of action um, we've got four teams going through to the super 12 now that are sri lanka netherlands zimbabwe and ireland all going through um, and then the big name of west indies not going through plenty to discuss i've got with me navod and ethan um, i'll cut short the the uh um, the greetings that we normally have at the start of the podcast today because we do have a lot to discuss. But uh, I know, Navod, you've been watching a lot. Have you managed to catch much, Ethan? Not too much, but there's been plenty of interesting pieces going around, so you can't miss. And it's actually been quite quite interesting game. So I've managed to tune in for the last couple of overs more often than not. Yeah, yeah, no, that, that's for sure. I'm sure you'll have plenty to say. As always, uh, I thought we would just start off, though, just... Um, uh asking your favorite moments so far um so we'll start off with you Navaj. um yeah this is going to be a, <laughs> an interesting one i think my favorite moment was namibia losing to the uae or rather uae beating namibia i think one for them uh it's such a such a great achievement for them to you know after being dominated really by the netherlands or not really the netherlands but by us uh, sri lanka and then finally getting that win um i think it's great for them but also a little bit of a revenge from Sri Lanka, I guess, uh, from a shrunken perspective uh, after they beat us in the first match. So, yeah, I think that's from my favourite moment. But it, it was quite a tense game uh, and it was, it was quite interesting, quite engaging. So, yeah, good game overall and UAE played very well. Yes, I think that's, that's fair enough. Um, I've got mine would probably have to be UAE too, I think. I think Kartik Mayapan against Sri Lanka taking a hat-trick <laughs> Um, incredible scenes. I never thought I would see a hat trick on Kadinya Park down in Geelong, um, and let alone by a UAE player. So that was a great event. But I think there's been so many that you can go. Obviously, Namibia beating Sri Lanka in the first match, and then um, Scotland and Ireland both beating the West Indies. Um, some great performances. Curtis Campfer's quickfire seventy that was great to watch um as well and Sekanda Raza just keeping his incredible perfor- uh, form in 2022 going too uh Ethan um what's yours I've got to follow Navod's train and just go with the the overarching bias and say the Netherlands getting past Namibia in that in that game with Scott Edwards not out it was great <laughs> great to see many people from the club at the ground so that was a special win yes yeah no I'm happy you brought that up actually because yeah it is um, good to uh, have a Blackburn South player through to the, the Super 12 um, and Netherlands uh, performed very well and yeah, waiting right until the last moment there. It was funny scenes seeing uh, all the Dutch players watching on, cheering as hard as anyone for UAE to win. And um, yeah, they've got through and we'll see, see how they go in the, the next round. Okay, well, I think um, without further ado, we'll just go through um, each of the, the teams in the first round um, and we'll give them a rating on, on how they've done um, and then a bit of discussion. So we'll start off with um, from Group B, uh, Zimbabwe going through. Um, obviously uh, won the first game against Ireland um, quite convincingly, lost the second to West Indies, um, but then just last night beat Scotland to go through. Sikanda Raza was the star with a, a 50 and then a 40 last night. Um, and then with the ball, blessing Muzarabani, sort of, um, he's he's been performing pretty well for a while now, but I think he sort of made his name on the big stage uh, and showed the, the quality that he has. Um, but then also another aspect of their game was just the, the miserly overs of Sean Williams and Sikanda Raza with the ball. They just tied down every team. Um, and they're through to their first Super 12 ever um, in T20 World Cup history. So um, surely you'd have to, to give them full marks, wouldn't you, Navod? Uh, what grade are you giving them? I think I'm going to give Zimbabwe um, a B. I think they played really well. Um, 
And it's just really great to see them make it to the Super 12. But I think it's just right now they're a little bit behind, um, I think, the other team that got through, uh, which will, which was Ireland. Um, I think they're a little bit behind in terms of the quality. I think it's there and it's definitely, it's really um, good. It's really, it's really interesting to see them uh, rise through the ranks um, and, and really develop their team uh, into something that's, that can fight for wins and can fight uh, to make it into a World Cup. Uh, and I, I do wish them all the best. But I think it's just a little bit too reliant on players like Raza. And I, I know, you know, there's a few teams like that. One of them is Pakistan. You know, they're so reliant on Babar Azam and Rizwan. And that's ultimately their either their, their downfall or how they win games. So I think for, for me, Zimbabwe, while they're playing really good, and this is probably a really harsh B, I think it's a very high B, close A, I think low A. Um, but I think they're just a little bit too reliant on Raza. Um, but in terms of bowling, I think what, what gives them a, a B and not a C, rather, it would be um, their bowling. I think their bowling is really good. Um, Chitara was really excellent last game. Mm. Uh, 3.5 economy and two wickets, which is absolutely fantastic. Um, I'm going to butcher the spelling, but um, the pronunciation, sorry. Nagrava, I think. Uh, yeah, two wickets again. Uh, and Blessing Muzurabani uh, with one wicket uh, to his name. Uh, yeah, pretty pretty good. And, and Raza as well with that uh, one wicket. So, yeah, you've got that talisman in Raza, but um, ultimately it's, it's too reliant on him. If he gets injured or, or something, I hope not, because I really like seeing him play. Um, it'll I, I don't see how Zimbabwe will be able to, you know, do, do well or perform at least competently in, in uh, the Super 12. Yeah, uh, uh, you make a good good case for the for the B there. Um, although I think I'm going to have to give them an A, just taking into account who they are, their their past form. You know, they've obviously been in a pretty poor way for quite a few years now, um, and they do have a a pretty young side. You know, albeit with a few veterans like Sean Williams and Craig Irvine. Um, and I thought they played pretty well, but I do agree they're a little sloppy at times sometimes in the field. Sometimes their bowlers for a couple of balls didn't really bowl to the field completely. There was one yesterday, I think, where they had a field completely set up for a short ball. And then the first three balls of the over were like, um, you know, half volleys, uh, which was a bit interesting. Um, but overall, a very good performance. And I think the fact they're going through has to be an A. Ethan? Yeah, I agree with Navad, I think. I think um, they're on the borderline between A and B, given that we've gone with this a, B or C ranking. I'm probably giving them a low A. I think going into this group, you probably would have expected them to go through to the next round. Um, and given that the West Indies didn't quite fire, I think two two wins and one loss is a, is a decent result that they'll be happy with. I don't think they've exceeded expectations, but I think they've played well. I think we all expected it would be a Sikandar Raza show. Um, so I think it's been solid from Zimbabwe and probably given that they've gone two and one, progressed, topped the group, and it's their first time in the Super 12, so I think that's enough to give them a, a low A. Yeah, okay, that's uh, two A's and a B for Zimbabwe, so pretty good performance by them. Uh, the next team going through from Group B uh, was Ireland, um, and it was an interesting World Cup for Ireland so far, um, because in the first match, they were pretty convincingly beaten by Zimbabwe, um, bowled too short and Sikandaraza took a liking to them. Uh, and then for the first, well, three quarters of the match against Scotland, um, it looked like they were on the way out as well. I know, Navad, we were uh, messaging while we were watching it and we were all sort of talking, oh, you know, Ireland, they've really underperformed here. They've got <laughs> a lot of stars like Paul Sterling, Andy Balburnie, but they're going to go straight out. Uh, but then um, we weren't really calculating for, for Curtis Kampfer in that game, um, an incredible 70 by him um, to get them home in that match. Uh, and then um, in the final match against, against West Indies, um, well, they, they just dominated for, for basically uh, the whole match. Um, their spinners tied the West Indies down, um, Simi Singh, um, uh, Gareth Delaney, three for 16 or four overs. Gareth Delaney had a great performance. And then with the bats, that was as good a um, T20 batting performance as, as you ever see. Uh, Paul Sterling coming out 66 off 48. Andy Balburnie, 37 off 23. And then Lawson Tucker, 45 off 35. Uh, I think he had the shot of the day um, uh, skipping down the pitch in a lovely lofted um, on drive. 
so they they end on a real high and a lot of momentum going into the next round. Um, what would you give them, Levan? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to give Ireland an A. I think they were really impressive. I know that first game was a little bit disappointing for them, uh, but I think um, they bounced back really well and they, they played really well. Curtis Camphill, I think, is one of my favourite um, sort of all-rounder players uh, in, you know, sort of the smaller associate nations. He's just really fantastic. I know the last World Cup, he took that double hat-trick uh, in the qualifiers. Unfortunately, I don't think Ireland made it in. They did, Yeah, they didn't. No. Um, but um, yeah, I, I think they're just really, they're really good side. I think I'm really glad to see them uh, in the Super 12 uh, and in Group A. So actually the first game uh, tomorrow at 3 p.m. is Sri Lanka Island. So that'll be a good watch. Um, but no, I think, Zimb- I'm sorry, not Zimbabwe. Um, we've done that. Ireland uh, is, is quite um, a good side. I think the batting is quite good. Paul Sterling finally showed up uh, last game. I know he has had a bit of a, a poor qualifier uh, so far, but I think that last game really showed us uh, the true Paul Sterling. He's a great player, um, a great batsman, and I think he'll he hopefully should do well uh, in these sort of Australian pitches. Um, yeah, Balburnie is, is fantastic. I thought he was, um, you know, the last game and uh, the one before that, I thought he played really well. I thought he batted uh, quite nicely. Um, some really good shots, just really... Um, yeah, really aggressive, but nicely played shots. Uh, and yeah, Tucker as well, um, quite well chipping in in the last game with a 45. So yeah, pretty good. And yeah, the bowling, as I said, it's it's very good. Um, overall, I don't really have many complaints. I think it's it's quite good. They they seem to be a team, and I think they're one of the more established teams in um, in this qualifier, uh, at least within Group B. Um, and I think that's definitely that definitely shows they're much more well knit of a team. Uh, whereas someone like Zimbabwe or West Indies, which is actually a kind of an opposite argument for, uh, for what I'm saying, um, aren't such a good, well-knit team that, and they don't really quite work together. But Ireland um, just really worked fantastically together. And I think um, they have a great setup and I'm looking forward to them uh, in the group stage. Yeah, um, I- I'm going to go a B, actually. I-, I think they are a very talented side and they could have a good chance of, of doing an upset in the Super 12. But I think just going off their performance here, they were they took a while, I think, to um, work out how to bowl um, on the um, Bell Reef Oval pitch. The first two games, they struggled a bit, a bit too short to those short, um, wide, wide boundaries. Um, but once they got that, um, they have looked pretty good. But uh, I think a B um, just bring just bring them down a little bit. Ethan. Yeah, I think I'll go A on this one. You're right. It was a campaign that was more starred by the batting than the bowling. Um, but I think for Ireland to qualify here with a, a very good chase against the West Indies and from a struggling position against Scotland is a is a very, very strong effort. I think notably, unlike Zimbabwe, their campaign has featured a number of strong performances from different players. I think we've mentioned several names like Andrew Balburney, Paul Sterling, and Curtis Camper as well. So an all-round effort and an effort to qualify as well from a, you know, quite a a daunting position chasing 175 against uh, Scotland. Um, I think that's a very, very strong effort and to really smash the West Indies in that last game as well. Um, I think the Irish fans will be thrilled. Yes, and there, there were quite a few Irish fans there as well, actually. And I think under um, the loudspeaker, they did a good job of, of putting on Irish songs when Ireland uh, did something good. And there, were, there was like a Scottish songs there as well and West Indian. There was a good, good atmosphere going on. Um, down in Bell Reeve Oval. Okay, we'll, we'll switch across to Group A now. Um, the first team to get through from there was Sri Lanka. Um, we've done a few videos throughout the week um, about Sri Lanka because it was a bit of a, a topsy-turvy campaign, uh, obviously losing the first match to Namibia by 55 runs um, after it, it all fell apart, first with their bowling, um, letting... Jan Freilink scored 44 off 28 and JJ Smith 31 off 16. Um, their sort of paces got a bit hit there and then then getting all out for 108 um, with it, it all looking really quite grim uh, for the Lunkins. Uh, but then they turned it around uh, against the UAE, largely thanks to Pasumna Sanka's 74. Um, and then some good bowling, um, as we've all come to expect from Wanindu Hasaranga, three for eight with an economy of two. Uh, and then, but but even in that game, there were some problems. They had a collapse of, from two for 117 to six for 120. 
um, not helped by Maya Pan's hat trick there. So a few problems with that. Then in the third match, probably the most complete um, scored at 162. Kusal Mendes this time starred with 79. Um, and then a good bowling performance by Hasaranga and Thichner again to get uh, Netherlands all out for 146. Navad, in the end, um, do you just sort of write off that first match, tough pitch, uh, outfield that uh, wasn't moving at all? Uh, and once the once it got a bit better, it's all good and a big A for the Sri Lankans? Yeah, I'm going to give uh, a little bit of a biased uh, grade, but I'm going to give it an A, yeah. What? I think that first game... I was joking. <laughs> uh, I'm serious, yeah. I, I think that game was a little bit of an anomaly. And I just think we were sort of, yeah, acclimatizing to the sort of conditions. I know all the other teams were as well, but I think just Namibia just did it better, of course. Yeah, they, they, were, they were great in that first game. But the way I think that we played back, that we bounced back from that significant loss. Of course, it was the UAE. So, um, you know, I take everything with a little bit of a grain of salt. But, um, yeah, we just demolished them. I think there were a few things that I thought could have been better. Um, the hat-trick obviously did not help. But, um, yeah, I think they played well. But, um, yeah, I think the last game, really, the Netherlands game, was where we showed what we can do. Um, there were some quite solid batting performances, some quite solid, um, in general, quite solid bowling, a um, little bit expensive here and there. but in general, uh, for the most part, quite uh, solid bowling, quite solid batting. I think that's where uh, we sort of were after the Asia Cup. I think these conditions we're not really we're not really suited to. I think we're we're you know more suited to those sort of um, skiddy pitches which don't bounce a lot. Australia is the complete opposite; it just bounces. Um, yeah, and I think just like um, Ireland, I think that short ball we sort of did that too much in that first game, and you know, as a result, we lost. Um, you just yeah, you really can't do the short ball here because it's just um, it's just really easy for the batsman to hit that uh, with a full shot or something like that uh, in Australia. So I think yeah, we made that mistake in the first game, but I think after that we've we've acclimatized and we acclimatized really well uh, to the conditions and we played really brilliantly. So I think for that, that's why I'm giving Sri Lanka an A. Could be like I think it's a low A, maybe a, a high B, but I'm I'm gonna give us an A. Yeah, I, I think you're being a, a little bit too kind to the Sri Lankans there. They did lose to Namibia, who I might add has a population of just uh, 2.5 million, I found the other day. So uh, they're a real overperformers, the, the Namibians. But um, no, I, I take your point. You did work things out by the end um, and have been affected by injuries as well. Um, and I think a good sign for you was... The players who came in, Benura Fernando and Lahiru Kamara, they actually looked all right um, in that final game, um, would you say, too? So I'm going to go a B, um, but uh, even then I feel that's a bit kind, to be honest. But, uh, yeah, Ethan? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a bit more extreme and I'll go against Navad. I'm giving Sri Lanka a, a C. I think they went into this group as clear favourites and, I think we all expected them to win quite convincingly every game. Um, just to put things in perspective, last year in the World Cup, they were in a similar group with Namibia, the Netherlands and Ireland, and they managed to win all three games with a net run rate of 3.754. So they ended up smashing every team in every game. Uh, this World Cup, they were two wins and one loss with a net run, net run rate of 0.667. So markedly... You know, reduced margins of victory. And they were beaten quite convincingly by um, Namibia. And I, I personally think Group A is a little bit weaker than Group B. So yeah. I, I think Sri Lanka in form should smash all of these teams. Um, and at the end of the day, Namibia have got a higher net run rate than Sri Lanka, despite not even qualifying for the next round. So I think, I mean, their, their batting let them down. They didn't hit more than 162 in any of the three games. So... Yes, they're through. Yes, they top their group. But uh, the Sri Lanka that we know, the Sri Lanka that won the Asia Cup literally you know, a couple of months ago should be smashing all of these teams. And I think they've markedly underperformed. Yeah, I think that's a, a good way of putting it. But um, yeah, you know, they, uh, as I think um, your captain pointed out in the Asia Cup, you lost the, the first match to Afghanistan and then went on to win it. So you never know. You lost the first match here. Um, I don't think you're going to go on to win it, but you could go on to do something in the next round. I, I wouldn't be too surprised by that. Uh, the other team to go through from Group A was uh, the Netherlands. 
And it was another sort of bit of a strange campaign for them also. They started off not very convincingly against the UAE, um, only winning with one ball remaining, um, thanks to, to Scott Edwards's steady hand at the end, 16 of 19. Um, and uh, then they, again, just scraped past Namibia, almost coughed up what should have been a, a pretty easy win um, in that game. Uh, no one really starred with the bat. Um, Buster Leader had a, had a couple 30s. Uh, Max O'Dowd had a, had a 50 in the, the final match, uh, or 70 actually, in the final match against Sri Lanka. But well, they, they just got they got the job done um, in two of the games. They took Sri Lanka close. Um, it must be said uh, in that, oh, well, actually not that close. It was 16 runs in the end. Um, but uh, you know, they got the job done. They look a pretty well organized side, wouldn't you say, Navod? But um, yeah, I, I guess it's hard to be too harsh when they got through. Yeah, I think for me, I gave the Netherlands a B, probably a, a pretty high B. Um, because I think while their bowling I thought was pretty good um, and generally, yeah, as you said, a well-organized team um, didn't make too many mistakes in the field. I think it's really their batting that lets them down. Apart from their openers and Basta Leader, um, there's nothing really. The, the rest is, is pretty plain and, and not, nothing too special. And I think it's just that really weak middle order and, you know, sort of, um, you know, six, seven, that's just kind of, quite disappointing for me in the Netherlands. I know they, they played well and they, they got through, obviously quite brilliant. But um, yeah, for me, it's just that that weak batting, I think, um, that really just brings them down uh, from what could be an A to a, to a B for me. Um, yeah, I don't really have anything else on that one. I, I know the openers are quite good. They actually played some quite attractive shots. Um, and then Scott Edwards in the last game with those sweeps uh, was quite well played, I thought. Uh, but in the end, I think, Looking at it from a, a general overall perspective, I think um, with the bat, they definitely underperformed. Yeah, I, I think that's a, a good way of putting it. I'm going to give them a, a B um, as well. Uh, yeah, I think they don't really have the, the stars of a lot of the other teams in both of the groups, even you know, in Namibia, um, you would say, with sort of Visa there, uh, probably have more. But that's sort of a credit to them that they're still able to win it and progress I thought they had some good plans um with the ball stuck to it well very disciplined so a high a high B I'd say um is it going to be three B's Ethan no I think I'll I think I'll go with an A I think as you've all mentioned they're, they're a side who don't really have the big names they're one of probably the weaker sides on paper in the competition so for them to qualify I think is a very very strong effort um last World Cup in the group stage they were winless and beaten quite convincingly so with the brand of cricket cricket they played i mean they they scraped their games but everything was close low scoring and needed quite a bit of character at, at the end there and i think you saw their relation and being able to progress to the super 12. so i think they've overperformed oh am i expecting big things in the super 12 probably not but i think it's a, a great credit to them even making it that far given the quality of their side yeah i think that's a a good way of putting it. Okay, the the other team to oh sorry, not the other team to get through. It, it was it looked almost certain that they would get through um, after beating Sri Lanka in the first match, but Namibia it all fell apart for them really, um, uh, losing to the UAE um, in the final match, uh, putting the nail in the the coffin there. Uh, despite restricting UAE to uh, to 148, um, although it probably should have been a bit less than that actually, because they let uh, Mohammed Wasim uh, score. I think it, I think it was 17 or something off the off the last over, um, and then it was a problem that we saw throughout all three games actually from them uh, was that um, their their best batsmen in JJ Smith and um, David Visa and Jan Freilich, who bat six, seven, and eight, they just didn't get enough time to bat because um, their, their top order um, would sort of hang around but not score many, then they'll be behind the run rate. It was a, a strange sort of campaign they had um, with the bat and sort of let them down, which were uh, what was a, a good bowling um, campaign as we thought through all their matches. So Navaj, are you going to be harsh on them for that? 
I think I'm, I'm going to give uh, Namibia a B. I think quite uh, a generous uh, ranking, I guess. I think that first game uh, against us, uh, against Sri Lanka, was, was quite good. I thought they played really well. Um, and ultimately, we didn't. That's just the the, the matter of the, the fact there. But I think they played quite well in that first game. But it sort of just fell apart. And I do agree with you, Ted. I think their order is just wrong. Ultimately, for me, that was what was really disappointing for Namibia. They have this, you know, these big hitters, this big these big talents, you know, in the batting lineup, ready to go. But they just can't really get, uh, you know, can't really reach their full potential because they're coming in so late. Um, in terms of bowling, I think they bowled quite well. Um, Weezer obviously very very good uh, Jan Freilink as well and JJ Smith again the same names coming in um, so quite well but again as as for my criticisms with uh, Zimbabwe um, I think yeah they just they're just too reliant on these three big names it is more than more than uh, the Zimb- than Zimbabwe has but um, I think yeah they're just too reliant on these three key figures um, the order's a bit wrong so maybe this should be a C I don't know but um I feel like that's a bit too harsh since you know how they won the nature in which they won the first game was, was quite um substantial so um anyway, i think i'll give namibia a b yeah i am going to give them a c actually i think after you win the, the first match of a, a tournament like that you really should be well especially against the the best side you really should be progressing and i think they let themselves down a bit there uh ethan i think i'll go b with this one i think you're right um it was a great start to the campaign but almost the the miracle of smashing Sri Lanka was soured by the almost inexplicable defeat to the UAE. I think you can't you can't blame their blame them for a lack of passion. That I think we all saw how much this World Cup meant to the Namibians, and that win against Sri Lanka was was a great result. But I think they probably should have progressed, um, and it's it is a bit of a shame that they end up losing those last two and and knocking out. But certainly a strong side for the future competitions. Yeah, I think that's a good point. And as I as I said before, only two point five million people. It's quite incredible. Smallest country in the World Cup, and uh, they're they're still uh, right up there. Okay, we'll jump back across to Group B now um, and look at Scotland, um, who, similar to Namibia, um, had a great start to the campaign, uh, beating the West Indies by forty two runs. Um, in uh, a very interesting match where it looked like they were a little short for runs, only having 160. George Muncy had scored a, a sort of Steve Smith-like 63 with a strike rate of 124. Um, but then with the ball, they just um, completely, um, well, spun a web around the West Indies. Uh, Mark Watt doing, you know, a, a new, inventing a new delivery every ball he bowls, uh, it seems, some from about two metres behind the, the popping crease, a few of his balls, remarkable stuff. He got three for 12. Uh, Michael Lease, their other spinner, got two for 15. They were looking like everything was really good for the tournament. And to be fair, it wasn't bad for the other two games. They almost beat Ireland. Um, and then a hearty effort against um, Zimbabwe in the third match. Uh, but in the end, apart from Michael Jones uh, with the bat, who scored a a great um, 70, I think, in the second game, or 80, actually, in the second game. Probably just not enough with the bat. Uh, Navod, what would you give them? I think looking at that first game, for, sorry, first day of the World Cup, it was sort of like um, yeah, a duplicate game to the first game. You know, you've got Sri Lanka going in as favourites against Namibia, and then you've got West Indies going again uh, in, uh, you know, with Scotland as favourites. Um, and then ultimately, it was sort of like the results for both of those teams were the same. You know, you know Namibia um, ended up you know, losing both their game, their next games, and Scotland also ended up losing both their next games. So for me, they were quite similar. That's why I've given them a B as well. Um, I think ultimately, I think their batting is quite good, but um, and their bowling is quite good as well. Brad Wheel um, and Josh Davey, um, Mark Watt as well, quite good, all very good names. Uh, and the batting, as you mentioned, uh, George Muncy, Michael Jones, uh, not terrible. But I think for me, it's just Scotland is a little bit of a young, younger side um, compared to the rest, um, especially in this group. I think they're they're a little bit young, um, and yeah, I just think the the chemistry in the team that really how the team clicks together uh, isn't quite there. I think you, we've got individual performances, 
Um, as you said, Michael Jones in the second game, but then he failed in the third game. George Muncy yeah, scored a quite slow 50, it must be said, in the last game. So it's really about clicking. And I think that's something that um, a lot of teams have struggled with. I know Sri Lanka definitely struggled with that um, a couple of years ago. Not Actually, not that far away, actually. It was really last year we, we struggled uh, with, with clicking as a team. Um, and I think it's just they've got the basics right. It's just about matching them together and really clicking as a team. I think they've got a good atmosphere. It's just right now, um, as a unit, they're not quite as solid as I would like. They played really well against the West Indies, but I think that was more down to the poor West Indies form. And we'll, we'll obviously come to that when we uh, get to the West Indies. But um, I think ultimately a little bit disappointing after winning that first game in the, in the same sort of nature as Namibia. I think after winning that first game, um, having a you know great start of the campaign, I think ultimately a little bit disappointing uh, that they've lost their next two games. Yeah, I think I agree. It's hard to be that harsh with them. I think they're a squad that probably doesn't have the quite have the talent of some of the other sides, but they still did uh, had a pretty good effort. So I'm going to give them a B as well. Ethan, will it be three Bs for Scotland? Yeah, I think a B B is a fair result. As Navod put, you know, off to a flying start with a pretty comprehensive win against the West Indies, and unfortunately for them, they were subjected to pieces of individual brilliance in the next two games they played with uh, Curtis Camper show in game two and um, Sikandar Raza in game three. I mean, overall, they finished with the, the highest run rate in the net run rate in the group. Um, so it, it was a an unlucky campaign in a sense in that were it not for those two brilliant innings, you know, they, they pr probably could have mounted a strong case for the top two spots. Um, but I think they've, they've played pretty pretty well overall. It was a tough group, and I guess someone had to finish third. So I think a B is a fair result for Scotland. Yeah, I think it just shows that the strength of the tournament, doesn't it? That um, they they didn't make it. Okay, back across to Group A. Um, the other team not to make it was the United Arab Emirates, um, who lost their first two games fairly convincingly, um, but then with uh, the, the whole hope of the Netherlands on their back um, in the final match against Namibia. They got the job done. Um, uh, Mohamed Wasim with a 50 set it up well, um, and Rizwan two with the bat with a 43. But then it was the bowling. Um, they they um, dismissed uh, Netherlands, sorry, Namibia for 141, um, and their, their spinners really um, got into the game well, Kartik Mayapan looks uh, like quite a, an impressive player in the VOD. What would you give them for their campaign? I think I'm going to be a little bit harsh and give you a, a D thing, I think. Oh. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know. It's pretty harsh. I just think for me, I mean, going into this tournament, I think I would have given them probably an E or an F. So a D is quite a substantial improvement. That's my justification <laughs> for that. But I, that I think <laughs> it's, it's it's good, you know, it's it's better than getting a, an E. So yeah, <laughs> a D is quite good. But no, I think it, okay, let's let's say a, a high D, low C. That's that's better. That's better. Um, I, I think for me, the UAE, it's ultimately, I think there's just the the talent. Um the, the talent is there. I think they're they're very committed, they're obviously very dedicated, but I think just because of how young of a side, like actual cricket side is very, very young. You can, um, and you're allowed to say in, that they don't have much talent, don't worry. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay, right. No, but I, what I mean is like the cricket uh, establishment, I guess, not so much the players, but the actual establishment, the team is quite um, a novel team and it's quite a young team. So I think for me, that's ultimately why they're so low in my head. Uh, but yeah, obviously very fantastic performances, uh, as you said, were seen. Uh, with some nice runs and some wickets. Um, and yeah, the, the hat-trick against Sri Lanka, absolutely fantastic. But ultimately, for me, and this is one of the things that I'll come on to the West Indies, um, but you know they have no excuse. The UAE do have an excuse. As, as I said, they're quite a, a young team, is the basics that they get wrong. You always need to get the basics right. And that's the fundamental uh, you know, point of success in cricket. You, if you get the basics right and you go further than that, you'll do amazing. That's what we see with teams like England and India. They get the base, they nail the basics and then they go further than that. And that's why they're so successful. Um, teams like the UAE, obviously they're quite young, but in even in the Sri Lanka game, when they took a hat-trick, they dropped catches. In, in the last game, they dropped catches um, against Namibia. Of course, they went on to win that in a fantastic win, which is why I'm putting them 
uh, at a D instead of a, a lower E or a F. But I think ultimately for me, it's just getting those basics right. Um, and that's probably the key thing for me that brings them so down is, is they just need to get those fundamentals right. Um, and ultimately, yeah, okay, I'll be a bit mean. The, the, the talent is a little bit lacking. I think when your main pacer is bowling 120s, uh, it's just a bit too slow. Um, oh, unfortunately. That's just like England. Um, yeah, well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, but um, it's just, yeah, a little bit of, obviously, quite as I said, quite a young side. So a little bit more grassroots development. And I think in a few years, you know, they, they showed a quite strong um, playing in, in the last game. So I think, you know, they've definitely got it, uh, got what it takes to, to get wins, just needs a little bit more development. So I'm going to be a bit harsh and give them a D. Yeah, that it is a good point you make that you sort of see from the, the first round that the difference between the teams, it often doesn't actually come down to the individual performances. It is just how well, um, how good of a plan that they have and yeah, how they do the the simple things right, but I'm going to be a lot less harsh than that. I'm going to give them a B. I think the fact they never won a match in um, uh, uh, the World Cup before, they hadn't been in the World Cup uh, even in this first round since 2014, I think. That was the only other time. So I think just for that, you've got to give them a bit of credit for, for getting the win. Uh, Ethan? Yeah, same here. I'm not really sure how Navod's managed to score them a D on an ABC scale, but I'll give them a, a B. I think they're, they're clearly the worst side probably out of all eight teams. So for them to get a, a win in itself, I think is overperforming. Um, and it was good, a good win, as you mentioned, first win that they've had in the uh, group stage of the World Cup. So I think they'll be overall pretty happy with the campaign, even though they finished bottom of their group. Yeah, I think they'll be, be more than happy with that. Okay, well, now we, we get to the probably the big story of the first round, I think. Um, the West Indies only managing the single win um, against Zimbabwe uh, and then crashing out um, of the World Cup in the final match against Ireland, um, where, well, they really, it, it was sort of just a, a microcosm of the, the problems throughout the tournament. Um, you would have to scale only scoring 146 and then letting Ireland chase that pretty convincingly. Navad, um, very disappointing performance for your beloved West Indies, who you seem to have adopted as your second team. Um, so it must be hard for you to, to come and speak here today. Yeah, I really like the West Indies. I think they just have a great culture, obviously a, a fantastic history uh, in Test cricket. Uh, and actually, you could say in 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 World mm. Cup in T Twenty World Cups, uh, two time you know, two time champions, two time champions, as the, as the commentators <laughs> could not stop saying, uh, which I think is a little bit unfair because it's obviously a very different team to what they had when they won those two uh, championships. But um, I think for me, West Indies, I'm giving them a C going into this tournament as favourites. Um, you know, they they should have won all of their games. You know, similar sort of argument could be said about Sri Lanka, but you know, we qualified, they didn't. Um, but I think ultimately for me, it's the same thing about the UAE. It's about getting those basics right. And where West Indies doesn't have that excuse where, you know, UAE is quite a young, established uh, cricket team. They're not very um, developed in that sense. West Indies have been around for ages. They've, they've got the, you know, grassroots development, or they should have the grassroots development. Um, that's, you know, far better than all the other teams in this group. And ultimately, they really underperformed. The basics just didn't really click. Um, the team didn't click. I think ultimately it's just, yeah, it was just really disappointing. I think for me, and we had a lengthy discussion about this uh, during the their last game. I think for me, it's a serious management issue. I think also talent is one of them. Uh, Pearson, who isn't here today, um, did mention that talent is just lacking. But I think, you know, if you look at UAE, UAE is genuinely, I think, a lack of talent. If you look at the West Indies and how they play, this is why I gave them a C, by the way, is because of how good some of the players played. Like Brandon King was hitting fantastic shots for six, fantastic shots for boundaries, timing the ball so sweetly. But ultimately, because the rest of the team didn't click, they just lost matches and, and costly matches as well that they should have won to, to get them into the World Cup. Alzari Joseph was absolutely fantastic, I thought. Some really searing Yorkers, some beautiful bowling. But ultimately, um, you know, just the team does not click well together. And I, for me, I think that shows a really significant issue 
um, in how the management and how the coaching is, the style is working. I know it's not just me saying this. I know a few other critics have also mentioned that their coaching is a significant issue. Um, selection as well, not picking Sunil Nareen as well is just, just confuses me. I mean, he's probably one of the best, uh, you know, mystery spinners in, in T20, at least we've seen in franchise cricket. And he's not in the side even. He's not even in the squad. Um, Hetmeyer as well, missed the flight and they just dropped him. I mean, okay, it's kind of silly, but why would you do that? He's one of your best batsmen, you know? Um, just small things like that. And I think, yeah, the other thing is just, how you know how they play spin i think we mentioned yeah. this they just they just can't play spin it's these are glaring uh, i mean talent is one thing but i think the more significant issue here for me in the west indies is their management and their coaching i think there needs to be a serious change um i'm not actually sure who their management or coaching are but perhaps maybe getting someone um from elsewhere like a mickey arthur sort of did to us it really helped us um transition from you know that you know, period where we're really, really poor to somewhere where we can, you know, we're slightly competent. I know we lost in Namibia, I'm saying this, but, you know, some to a competent uh, situation where we can actually compete uh, against sides like Australia and uh, India and other sides. Um, so, yeah, it's ultimately a very disappointing campaign for me for the West Indies. And I think they should really take this time, um, you know, not qualifying. Uh, I think they will have to play the, the, the qualifiers to the qualifier, a bit confusing, but I think they'll have to play that and I think they'll have to step back and just reassess how they approach their game. So yeah, that's my final word on the West Indies. Yeah, I I I get it's it's hard for us to, you know, we're not exactly in the in the sanctum of the West Indies and we don't really know exactly what's going on, but it is you do definitely get that impression that they there's just um a lack of a plan um you know they they came to australia and you know you know what the pitches are going to be like in australia you know they're going to be um bouncier and you know that the grounds are a fair bit bigger than the the grounds that they play on in the west indies as well but they just didn't seem to um recognize that at all they seem to especially when playing the spin seem to be trying to play exactly the same as they would on the small grounds in the west indies sort of just heave everything over onto the leg side um and and then with with the ball um they they did get a lot of wickets with the ball but also leaked quite a few runs i think they maybe prioritized wickets a bit much um and when the ball stopped swinging a bit um they sort of struggled to to tie teams down like um some of the other sides did um and yeah i forgot to mention earlier but their stats for the the spin um, 10 wickets uh, that they they were got out 10 times that's a better way of saying it um, for an average of nine against spin um, in the, in the matches so um, yeah that's a pretty damning uh, indictment of them there so I'm going to go even I think we accidentally told Ethan that it was only A, B or C you can do D or F actually um, so I'm going <laughs> I can, I'm gonna do I'm gonna give them a D um, and almost an F uh, it, it would be an F if it wasn't for the fact that I think they are also just a, a young side so you can't um, sort of have as high expectations for them but I mean it, it's it's as bad as you could expect in a World Cup campaign I think Ethan yeah, I, I think uh, a D is a fair result now that we've uh, I've I've learned that's on the scale. <laughs> um, on, honestly, they've they've got all the players really, and if you look at their team sheets, number of players who play in the IPL and often star in it. And interestingly, they managed to beat England three two in a series there, and they've gone from the high of being probably the best or second best team in the world in a five-match series to not even qualifying for the World Cup against some smaller sides. Yes, it was a hard group, but they should still be probably winning every single game. Um, and I think we've we've mentioned it a little bit. They've they've sort of had a a recent history of struggling domestically and also in, in those international series, not getting their strongest team on the park, issues with players. I mean, I think for the last few years, it was very... West Indian to have all your players on the T20 circuit and then just yeah. come out of that for the World Cups. And I mean, there are plenty of players missing from this side, players like Andre Russell and Suno Narayan, as you mentioned, who would probably be in their strongest team. And even still, they've got the talent to beat all these teams, yet 
they're not they haven't performed and they haven't really turned up and it goes down to all sorts of things we talked about like poor planning and taking taking the right plane to the to the country and and things like that but yeah a campaign to forget for the West Indies and we'll we'll hope that their board can undergo some reforms to you know get a strong side on the park for the next World Cup yeah yeah because I think as you mentioned Avant, the cricket is a lot better when the West Indies are performing well okay a couple of final things before we go um the the teams to go through um Sri Lanka so what is this Sri Lanka and who came second in, in Group B? Ireland, wasn't it? Ireland in, oh, in Group, sorry, B. Group B. Sri Lanka yes, and Ireland yeah. go through to a Group One with Australia, New Zealand, Afghanistan, um, and then the Netherlands and Zimbabwe go through to, to Group B with India and Pakistan. And that do we predict any upsets by any of these teams um, in either of those groups, uh, Ethan? I don't think so. I think each group has got three strong teams and three weaker sides. And I think the weaker sides will largely be playing with each other and the stronger teams will be playing against each other. I mean, Sri Lanka have showed they're more than capable of an upset um, or at least a close game. Um, but I'm not expecting any results from any of the teams that have progressed. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. It's sort of three and three. But I do think that um Zimbabwe um at, at least could be able to get over Bangladesh who who did automatically qualify for the tournament so we could see a bit of a change there um and then yeah Navod I'm sure you're going to say Sri Lanka will easily beat England and Australia um, but uh... <laughs> well yeah I don't know about England or Australia I think England uh, is you know they're too dominant same with Australia home conditions I think we should get a few wins probably against Ireland, Afghanistan. The big one for me, I think, is I really hope we'll get a win against New Zealand. This one's a little bit of a tougher guess, but I think just with the sort of slow form that New Zealand seems to be, which is a complete turnaround from last World Cup where they were, you know, the the final, right, um, is just, I think, for me, it's a little bit on the fence that one I, i'm not sure if you'll win that one i really do hope we win that one um that'd be great to get a win against new zealand so three wins for that um if we beat afghanistan and ireland that is but um i don't think we'll we'll get any further than uh than that i think in terms of group two or group b um i think yeah zimbabwe i think i could see a zimbabwe win against bangladesh i think um they're both bangladesh has been in a quite you know rough bit of form recently i think um it's sort of similar they're sort of in a similar situation the uae um, it's not the uae the west indies sorry where i'm not sure about coaching but i think just the clicking of the team as a unit is just not there um and yeah i think so i, I could really see zimbabwe with someone like uh Sikanda raza um beating bangladesh but other than that i think the netherlands um won't win they might come close again to bangladesh i'm just you know beating up bangladesh here but um <laughs> in terms of you know India, Pakistan, South Africa, I think those sides are just too strong yeah. for a side like Zimbabwe or a side like, um, who's the other one? Netherlands. So, yeah, I don't expect them to go too far. Um, I expect of all the teams that qualify, I think Sri Lanka should, you know, you'd think so, should get the furthest uh, in this World Cup, but we'll ultimately, we'll, we'll see what happens. Yes, okay, and the, the very final thing, um, we've obviously got the first match of the Super 12 uh, at six o'clock tonight. Um, that's if the rain holds off. I think there's a, about an 80% chance of rain up here in Sydney, so that's no good. But Australia against New Zealand, it is. Um, and uh, an interesting decision made by um, the New Zealanders to um, drop Martin Guptu uh, for this match and bring in Finn Allen um, to open up with Devon Conway. Uh, Finn Allen has a strike rate of 156, so could potentially um, solve a, a few of their issues that, that they've had of just a, a bit of sluggishness there. But um, I also did see a stat, and Krabs and I have been talking about this for a long time, how um, New Zealand can't play in Australia. Um, and I saw a, a stat that backed it up that they actually have zero wins in any format in Australia, against Australia, against Australia in Australia since 2011. So 
that is a long time uh, without a, a win. Um, so will tonight be the night that they potentially break that, Ethan? No, um, not winning in 11 years. That's that's yeah. all. That's like what, what you'd expect of England or, or, or something. And the fact that they're even worse, despite, you know, just being a couple of hours across the uh across the sea that's that's a horrible effort isn't it um i mean it must be said that they probably haven't played as many games as other sides for some reason we don't play new zealand that much mm. but it really is an in inexplicable inability to perform in this country alone pretty much because that they've, they've managed mm. to do all right in many other countries abroad i really really hope that uh, today's not the day where tides turn um but it will be very interesting if things get rained out because if uh both australia and new zealand lose to england then it might be a battle of the net run rates mm, yeah no that's a that's a good point and just finally uh, is finn allen um opening up um, the right decision for them i think his recent form has been very strong i would always say martin guptill is probably deserving of a spot in the side mm. but i think they've they've gone on on form I would have been tempted to figure out another way of squeezing them both in, but I think in a one-off game where everything's on the line, it makes sense to go with the bat who's in form. Yeah, okay. Navad, uh, will New Zealand win? No, I think I'll, I'll agree with privacy. I think Australia, um, just, you know, looking at the recent form that New Zealand has been, it's really a polar opposite to the form they were in last World Cup where yeah. they were really performing well. They're just really, and the, the, the strike rates just plummeted for pretty much all the players. Obviously, Finn Allen has done quite well. Um, yeah, I, I have similar thoughts about dropping Martin Guptill. I think I think it's just a waste. I mean, you've got the player with, you know, probably, you know, one of the most experienced players in the New Zealand camp, um, you know, playing in multiple World Cups and he, he's a fantastic player. And you're not playing him is just a bit weird. So while yes, Finn Allen, you know, great, he's he's on good form. I think trying fitting, trying to fit in Martin Guptill into the setup would have been, I think, a, a much better uh, approach. I think, which is with the experience that he comes with, um, you know, it's just so valuable. And I don't think you get that really from someone like Finn Allen. I hope, you know, I wish them all the best, but I think Australia will win uh, this game. Yeah, well, I think the the reality is that. Probably the only winner is going to be the rain uh, from this match, but uh, we can always hope for the best. Anyway, thank you, Ethan and Vod. Thank you all for listening. Um, we'll be doing some uh, you know, updates and things on the Instagram page like we have been, hopefully, uh, much to the um, uh, well anger of uh, our universities, I think, um, who might uh, be seeing their grades drop. But anyway, uh, <laughs> thank you all for listening. Goodbye.